Morning to you and a happy Monday. Bruce, Judy, and Cheese with you. I'm semi-excited. It's hoodie weather. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, what right? an amazing weekend. Weather-wise, people out and about. There was hustle. There was bustle here oh. in the city. I saw a little bit of bustle, nice. more hustle. Uh, but, yeah, I was. Uh, I, I get a Hearts sense. Were packed. I, I get a sense that I'm seeing what, like, a semi-normal Chicago looks like. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, definitely. like people are coming out and granted they all look like, you know, bears coming out of hibernation, you know, <laughs> they've got like puffy eyes and they can't quite adjust to the light yet, you know. <laughs> they all need haircuts and shave. Around, very much. That's just yeah, girls alone. And walking with their hands out in front of them, not sure where they're at, you know. They, but they're coming out. Yeah, finally. They're making it out. Good for them. Nice. All right. And you know, I think some of that is, and certainly um, Part, I guess part of it is that the vaccine rollout continues to move forward. As it does, more and more people probably feel comfortable getting out and about. More and more businesses open up. More and more things start to get back to hashtag old normal. And we do have some, some numbers on that. Uh, yeah, we've got 1,755,107 vaccines administered in Illinois. Okay. Wow. So that's you. almost um, four, uh, 14% of the Illinois population. Still sounds un- unbelievably low. I know, wow, doesn't yeah. it? But it's. I, but I guess we're Better we're in good zero. shape. Yeah, and it's not like anyone's. And we're still cranking are, through thousands of yeah. people every day. You know, don't forget we're a huge state. So, about forty percent of those vaccinated are over sixty-five. So that's also pretty good news. Although I only forty. I was only forty percent. Okay, I so know. of those that have been vaccinated, only forty yeah. percent are over sixty-five. And keep getting back to we know that's the high risk, right? Right, including, you know, first responders as well. Um, 75,000 doses were administered yesterday, but they had 90 doses. Hmm. And I know someone who went to the United Center yesterday and said that probably 95% of the people there were young. So this gets into a, a um, some of it's anecdotal, some of it's driven by some of the data. We know that there's all these websites you can sign up on and places you can go. and oh. A lot more availability now. If there are slots, which means there's doses on the other end of that slot, and it, it could be at the United Center, it could be at a Walgreens, it could be a Mariano's, it could be wherever, CVS, right? Yeah. And the 65 and older aren't signing up. The high risk aren't signing up. The first responders aren't signing up. And there's extra slots. Well, if, the, if those that we originally set aside and said, you're the most vulnerable, you, we will set aside and, and, and do a period of time and doses for you. If they choose not to get it. Right. Then I'm fine. Yeah. Get, it's like, almost like. Just give, fill in the line. Right. Do Move, like, everybody take a step forward. Yeah. You know twist their arm. A yeah. couple weeks and then you get a couple weeks and they could still come in and they should probably still get prior, priority if possible. But you're right. I mean, they've got. But if they aren't going to sign up or they're not going to show up. And the doses are sitting there at wherever they're distributing them. Why shouldn't they go to, again, the next person in line as opposed to, oh, well, nobody over 65 came today. Guess we're just not going to uh, vaccinate anybody. Yeah. So you said there was 75,000 that got vaccinated yesterday, but there was 90,000 vaccines. Right. Does that mean 15,000 went to waste? Doses supplied yesterday, 90,000 doses administered. 
I'm not sure. I don't know if they took those out, if they were just there yeah. waiting. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the key Boy, to that would my be horrible. Yeah, that would be really horrible because and other. So now I know people who have made appointments and they've maybe made two different appointments because oh. they got one say all the far away oh, and then okay, they got a closer okay. one. But I'm always encouraging people: please cancel that first one that you're not going to take because. I think when they know you're coming that day, they, they, they might they take it out. Yes, for you, right? So at the United Center, I'm assuming that if they know they have seventy five thousand appointments, that's how many they're taking out. Mm. Even though they had ninety available, ninety thousand, um, you well, would I'm, assume they didn't take those out. I'm going to be the bad guy in all this. No, I'll, I'll be the bad guy in this. Governor Pritzker needs to say today, we'll let him wake up. We'll give it to light. <laughs> He's the governor. He should be up by now. We are gonna. We are gonna. It, what he needs to come out and says, if you want the vaccine, sign up today. Yeah. Not one A, one B. I heard one B plus. I said no. Yeah. If you want the vaccine, sign up today. We have supply. We have we have done for the last couple of months. We've attempted to set it aside for the most vulnerable, the first responder. And if they choose not to get it again. I'm a personal responsibility guy. Yeah. That's a decision you've made. Yeah. Those that do want it, get a hell out of the way, open up the gates, and let these people come through. Right. We have the supply. Put the damn shot in the arm of anybody who wants it today. And I think we're pretty close to that. Well, yeah, that's we, April. We, we, well, you say that. I think we're close to that last week. Yeah. Because, we could be doing it now. But it, like they're probably just wanting to give that... That other group, that other but population, is this like a wink, more wink, time. Nudge, nudge, like you know, mm, you know, <laughs> we're we're really. If you're not six over sixty five, mm, you know, and yeah. like you said, you go to the United mm-hmm. Center and it's uh, uh, you know, it looks like Lollapalooza, and you're like, I don't, I don't think this looks yeah. like the vulnerable group. Yeah, let them have it. Yeah, they signed up. They have the right zip code. They're in. But I mean, so eligibility is expanding to all adults, adults um, over 16 in April. But yeah, it would seem that, well, and you know Why what? Why not do it now? Why are we uh, delaying it? Maybe the governor will. Maybe in a week after this becomes more apparent, if the, people aren't showing up for their doses or not They're even not signing, signing up, up, they might just do it. They're but, not signing up. And well, if after they don't a week, will be up, April. So Well, and what I wish yeah. is, the, it was just more uniform. It's. Chicago, Cook County, King County, Will County. It's there's then there's the state recommendations. Everyone has to do something different. But that's part of the problem. We've we've talked about this from the get go that it is nothing but confusing. Right. It is nothing but confusing. When the reality is, you can go online for many people, and I understand the the technological barriers it might be for some people. I'm going to set that aside for a second. And that if you are able to type your name in on a phone, a laptop, an iPad, the computer down in the library, whatever. You could probably get the vaccine this week. I, that, that's the reality right. of it. I mean, if you can make a call. Type your name in or call. You can make a call, and you, you are going to get the, the vaccine. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's the way it should be. Yeah, obviously, we're at the point now where we we've, we've done everything we can to help the most vulnerable. If they choose not to help themselves, we respect your decision. Yeah, move aside, get out of the way. We're gonna we're gonna let the the throngs come through because at fourteen percent vaccinated in Illinois, I mean, you know, we need to bump that. Those are rookie numbers. We need to bump those numbers up. <laughs> the rookie numbers. You're seeing this in other places. I want to say I saw the governor of Utah said. I think in Utah it's sixteen and over. Let's go. 
Yeah. Why? Lots we've of got, places. We've got say them that. sitting around. We got doses sitting around, and people standing there with hypodermic needles and no one to stick it in their arm. Get in there. Go. Yeah. Get started on it. And the the people who went to the United Center yesterday said it was so efficient. Efficient. So efficient. Good on them. I know, right? So that's, that's the FEMA is running that one. Yes, yes, and they've got military there, and the volunteer. He, they said that it just from start to finish, it was extremely efficient. Here's some words you've not heard in vaccine yeah, distribution. Right? right? Yeah. Efficient. But that sounds... Extremely efficient. That's on the front end. The back end, as we know, is, well, they didn't give out what they could have. So, yeah, I mean, I think now, I think this was the problem before. The front end was, we didn't have, we didn't have efficiency there. So we had maybe had the doses, but we weren't giving it out. Well, now we've got the front end done, and now let's go. We've got the doses. We can, we can do it much quicker. Yeah. But I, you're right. There are too many rules still. Well, you say there's rules, but do they actually matter? No. They matter because, and and not only that, too many different sets of rules. They matter because people are still a little bit confused. The ones who are giving the shots. They're still, you still hear stories of, you know, Walgreens might not be giving you your second appointment after you've had the first one. Me. They should have been doing that. Now they are. So there's, yeah, once, once everything becomes uniform, I think everything moves a lot quicker. Well. Let's hope it happens sooner rather than later. Well, when the governor's getting up soon, so hopefully. We'll give you till 8. <laughs> That's it, Christopher. You got till 8. Get on it. Um, a lot of people this weekend didn't spend any time whatsoever thinking about COVID or shots. They were glued to the TV. March madness upon us. There were some amazing <laughs> games, some amazingly horrible games. Yeah, oh <laughs> All right, we're yeah. going to take a look at our brackets and, uh, and maybe uh, bemoan the loss of uh, uh, of the first number one seed that mm. hits a lot of people here pretty close. We're talking about it next on 890 WLS. And a good morning to you. A happy Monday. Oh, it's going to be nice. Warm today. Mm. Literally 60 degrees nice. at least. Come on. Do you see the sunburn on my face? <laughs> my eyelids are sunburned. My eyelids are sunburned. I fell asleep <laughs> oh, in the yard. and I was just sitting in a chair. It was so nice out. It was? Holy crap. I am so sunburned. It hurts. It hurts to smile. Hurts. I love it. <laughs> well, it just hurts because I don't do it that much. So when I do it, whoa, what's that? A lot of folks uh, paid a lot of ten, uh, a lot of time though this weekend, glued to the TV. Maybe you couldn't make it outside. Why? Because it's uh, college basketball. It's March Madness upon us, and it is the time of year where uh, a lot of folks. Even if you didn't pay attention to college basketball all year, this is kind of like the Super Bowl. Even if you didn't pay attention to the NFL all year long, you like watch the playoffs for the Super Bowl. This yeah. is what it's like. I watched a lot of games. I you, don't normally watch college. You don't basketball. normally watch it, right? Yeah. We all filled our, our brackets out last week. We signed them and dated them, right? Like I couldn't. Anyway, I, could, I suppose <laughs> I could change it if I wanted to. Um, I think we just have to address the elephant in the room, right? Go for it, Bruce. Illinois lost. Mm-hmm. Uh, to Loyola. Which there are people out there right now that just went, yeah, yeah. On, into their, oh, yeah. Into their, yeah. Into their yeah. radio, right? Well, yep. it's still an Illinois team, so. Yeah. But I, and Illinois explain. was a, uh, was uh, if you looked at the betting, they were the second or third favorite to win it all. I know. If, the, if you looked at the That's betting lines, they were the, the, basically number two, number three, somewhere in that. Uh, and them going out in the second round is 
not only a bit of a shock, but a tremendous disappointment to a team that had a phenomenal year. Let's and and here's the problem with that: no matter how great a season you have, you go out in the second round, it sucked. They did not play very well. No, no. I don't even know basketball that well, but they Loyola you know owned well them the to whole know that they game. Were never, they were hardly yeah. ever in that game. So yeah, yeah. No if doubt. they had played well and lost, I think it would have hurt more. But they just it was they were off that day. They were just off. The other elephant in the room. Uh, Oral Roberts University, <laughs> who Judy apparently still has winning it oh, all. My gosh. With that one. I could not the believe. Golden Eagles. The from Golden Oral, Eagles. Oral Roberts at a, a where is Oral Roberts University? I don't know. It's um, I'm going to say Oral Roberts. Oral Roberts is it on the East Coast? Let's go with East Coast. I don't know. I don't all right, know we've narrowed it, it down to an entire. North Carolina? I don't know. I always say North Carolina when I don't know. North Carolina? Carolina? Roberts University? I have no clue. No. Yeah, you, can, you can guess. I'm not even going to guess. Yeah. Is it Washington? Okay, let's go with Washington. We, we, we've got the you say by D.C. Yeah, East Coast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which Washington? Is it Minnesota? How about Tulsa, Oklahoma? There we so, go. Tulsa. Uh, you know, that's that my sense. next guess. Beautiful yeah. downtown Tulsa, Oklahoma <laughs> is where Oral Roberts is. No, they didn't just win their first round game. Yeah. I know. I had no idea. They won their second round game already. For That's God's sakes, crazy. Oral Roberts University. And for God's sakes is right, because also on the other side of the bracket, Abilene Christian beat the University of Texas. Texas yeah, that was pretty God surprising. is on the side of some of these teams, to mm-hmm. say the least. Wow. So, and throw Loyola in there. So we have a bet going on internally on the show where the, the loser, the person who gets the, the fewest games correct over the tournament, pays for lunch. And uh, it is yet to be determined. It depends on who loses, where we go for lunch. Judy's already threatened to take us to uh, Chick-fil-A. Uh, I'm not mad at that though. Where are you guys at? How many wins so far? We've we've played. Everybody's played once, and some teams played twice. So where are you at? All right, I don't want you to yell at us because we're having a trouble with our brackets. Yeah, you guys were having trouble with uh, counting. So in normally this, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm the one that has a math problem. Everybody's coming over here going, "How do you know who won? What do you so, mean? Okay, how do you in know the who second won? in the second bracket on the right side, I had I highlighted Baylor and Wisconsin because I picked both of those, but. Now they've already played, right? Baylor's beaten Wisconsin. That's so correct. I shouldn't count Wisconsin, right, as my win? Yeah, they won their first won the round first game. One, yeah. We're doing total oh, okay. wins. All right, so I'm at 22. 22 wins total. I'm at 22 total. 22 wins. also. Yeah. I'm at 23. Oh, Ooh, nice. Wow, just sneaking ahead. Although Illinois has right. screwed me because uh, I had Illinois playing in the finals. Me too. I had the Illini playing. So. Did you have them winning? Nope. Sorry. Yeah, me either. So I'm okay. Still, so I still got. Yeah. I'm still in the hunt, so to speak. But two of my final four teams are out already. That's going to make it hard as we move forward. <laughs> it's going to make it really difficult. This side of my bracket, I don't think I can. I think have for any all your all, your all Roberts trash talk, I don't think you have all Roberts going deep enough. <laughs> if in the only Colgate had also won, yes, I would have been in heaven. Yeah, but you know what? Colgate. If Oral Roberts wins, um, really, I think I deserve a dinner. <laughs> really? I think you need to go to Tulsa and treat everybody there. <laughs> All right. That doesn't mean there isn't time for our criminal of the day. Uh, and I give, give a bit of a shout out to Jose Navarrete. Jose <laughs> took a whole fam damnly out to the San Diego Zoo, as one does when in San Diego. Of course. Okay. I lived there for a while. Mm-hmm. But he wasn't content with seeing the animals from behind a bunch of damn fences. <laughs> oh, God. Allegedly. Jose climbed through uh, not one, not two, but at least three different barriers so he could get up close and personal with an African elephant. Oh, 
He brought his two-year-old daughter with him as well. Zoo officials said Mr. Navarrete made it all the way down into the elephant enclosure, carrying his toddler. When one of the roughly 12,000-pound elephants noticed the pair and began trotting towards them. It was then Jose realized the errors of his ways and attempted to climb back out of the pen, dropping his daughter along the way. He was able to retrieve the little girl and escape with no harm coming to Jose, the ankle biter, or the elephant itself. Mr. Navarrete was arrested and has been charged with child cruelty. And I'll assume a variety of other charges related to trespassing and generally being an idiot. For wanting to give your little bundle of joy a close encounter with an animal the size of a bus, you, Jose Navarrete, are the Bruce St. James Show criminal of the day. All suspects described above should be considered innocent until found guilty in a court of law. No matter how crazy they are. (laughs) Crazy lucky. Coming up next, the border crisis. We're calling it a crisis. Is the problem the wording? Is the problem that we're not using the words right? We're going to talk to ABC political analyst Steve Roberts next about what's going on at our southern border on 890 WLS. Okay, we're going to jump right into our 6 o'clock hour with the big three stories we're keeping an eye on. Cheese, kick it off. I-L-L! I-N-O-M-G, the Illini, the Fighting Illini, first number one seed team out in March Madness. Judy Pye, what do you got? That hurt. Higher ed staff, government workers, and the media, that would be us, now eligible for the COVID vaccine. However, not in Chicago, which is going by its own framework. (laughs) Don't call it a crisis, apparently. Whatever's happening down at our southern border hasn't reached crisis stage. Is this just an argument over semantics at this point? Actually, let's continue with that discussion. Joining us right now, ABC News political analyst Steve Roberts. Steve, good morning. Hi, good to talk to you guys. Great to talk to you as well. I mean, it if it looks like a duck, if it quacks like a duck, I mean, are we are we really just arguing whether or not we're at crisis stage? Because the numbers at our southern border seem to prove we're at something. Yeah, in some ways it's a it's a semantic crisis, but it's a PR crisis, um, and it's a real crisis for for this administration. Um, it's it's a little surprising that they couldn't have anticipated this. Yeah, um, the fact is that. Biden's paying a price in some ways for his humanity. I mean, he made all of these gestures right in the beginning of his presidency, uh, revoking a number of uh, policies, more draconian policies that he campaigned against um, that Trump had followed. And he said during the campaign, I'm going to be different. I'm going to have a more humane attitude. (laughs) And um, he had to understand that words have consequences. He has to understand that the messages that were being sent whatever the specific words were that we now have for these migrants, who many of whom are very desperate to get away from the gun violence and the poverty in their home countries, um, and they see an opening, they're going to come. And it's not just the individual decisions. It's the uh, traffickers, it's the cartels, mm. it's the, um, the coyotes the, uh, who uh, get paid to do this, and it, it was a failure of anticipation. And no matter how much they blame Trump's policies, the buck stops there. Yeah. Biden just did this notion of somehow blaming the Trump people for this problem, not going to fly. Uh, he's the president. He's got to deal with it. Now, in some ways, it's unfair because they're still failing to do their job, and it's a big problem. But as I say, they should have anticipated it. And speaking of words matter, um, the administration even now isn't saying don't come. They're saying don't come now. 
Which, what does yeah. that mean? It's like a game of telephone. Yeah, like, what it's like, by wink, the time it gets wink. to Guatemala, what do they hear? You yeah. Know? I, 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 exactly. they got to be very, very careful. That's why the, the uh, Secretary of Homeland Security, my orchestra yesterday went on television and tried to say as clearly as he said, the border is closed. And he said it on four different TV shows. And um, perhaps that message will get through. Um, and perhaps not. You also have, there's another factor here. Don't remember, don't forget, there's an enormous pent-up demand. Mm-hmm. You know, because of the Trump policies, a lot of these migrants who had made their way through Central America to the border were, were kept in camps on the Mexican side of the border. They were primed and ready. It's not just people who are leaving their homes in Guatemala or Honduras. You had thousands of people who have been on the border for a long time just waiting for the moment when they could make their case. Now, the um, the truth is that one of the uh, flaws in the uh, uh, the whole argument that Trump made. Trump always said, you know, I'm against illegal immigration. Well, asylum is a legal process. Correct. It's a very well established process around the world. The people who are fleeing persecution um, uh, have the legal right to appeal to other countries for safe refuge. Um, uh, but again, they. Um, they're paying a price in some ways for their um, reasonableness and their humanity. Uh, and uh, they've just got to have to figure out how to deal practically. And let's me- remember another other thing. When you set a standard, you get judged by it. And remember how often the Biden team during the campaign talked about kids in cages, right? And this was this, was this, this image. It was such a horrific image that they used very effectively to brand the Trump policy as inhumane. Well, now you've got thousands and thousands of kids, unaccompanied minors, coming across the border. Uh, Mayorkas yesterday said, even though we're going to expel families, we're going to expel single adults, we're not going to expel kids because that's such an inhumane policy. Well, now they've got 14,000 kids. They have to figure out where to put them. And so um, immediately you get judged by your own standards. Uh, you said during the campaign, we're going to treat kids more humanely. Okay, now you got to do it. Yeah, we're talking to ABC News uh, political analyst Steve Roberts regarding the border crisis. I'll go ahead and call it a crisis, even if they uh, don't want to don't refer to that. You mentioned that, you know, they're, they're on the TV shows. They're, the border is closed. Practically, what does that mean? You were just saying they're not turning back unaccompanied minors, so the border is closed. Unless you're an unaccompanied minor, you can continue to legally apply for some sort of asylum or, or claim asylum? Yes. Um, and um, part of what is hanging this all up is that um, uh, the whole process they've tried to set up is um, connect these kids with relatives or guardians or other sponsors uh, who are already in this country who would take responsibility for them. Well, that takes a lot of time to set that up and find these people. Let's remember a lot of their family members are undocumented. They're living in the shadows. Mm. And during Trump, they were very reluctant to come forward and deal with the government. I mean, all through the uh, immigrant community, particularly the undocumented community, and I'm not telling anybody in Chicago something they don't know, right, um, that, that folks are, are um, afraid of the police. They're afraid of the uh, migration uh, uh, officials. They don't want to – they've got to be encouraged to come forward and say – Okay, you're, you know, your wife's cousin is down there on the border. You know, come forward and claim them. Uh, they're going to mm-hmm. be very reluctant to do that because it reveals their own situation, right? So 
even placing these kids is going to be very difficult because just finding their family members, getting their family members to come forward, trusting the government is something that they have not done for four years. And now you're going to ask them to do that. And that's a big shift, too. Wow. Um, some Republicans are predicting a million people trying to cross the border by the summer. Wow. Is that likely? The way things are going? Well, it's hard. It's hard to know. I think, you know, um, uh, I think that the Biden administration is going to change its messaging um, and, and try to uh, halt that flow. But it is it, it's a it, it's a real possibility, because, as I say, you've got this whole complex set of reasons. This is not a, a simple problem. There are many factors that go into accelerating these uh, uh, surges of immigration. Some of this is um, the, the gang violence back home. Um, some of it is uh, it's a push and pull, right? It's not just one thing. It's the push from back home. It's the pull of the United States. It's the question of uh, whether you have an administration. And then people are going to say, gee, um, uh, maybe this is going to be my only chance, and i got to take, take that chance. Um, y- even weather becomes a problem. One of the reasons it's one of the push factors is severe weather in Central America has made it difficult for people, and that just uh, can tip the scales. Are we, we going to go now? Well, we've got gangs, we've got poverty, um, and we've, we've had devastating weather. Let's go, right? Yeah. So it, it's hard to anticipate because you're really dealing with countless numbers of individual decisions, right? Um, individual family members, individual uh, families saying, "Is this the right time or not?" Um, and it's a delicate situation, and it's and it's and it's uh, subject to a lot of different influences. But the messaging from this administration has got to be clearer and stronger. Um, and so far, it's been pretty muddy. Thank you very much for your time today. That's ABC News political analyst Steve Roberts on the border crisis. Uh, I mean, and call it what it is, but an interesting point about all of the different factors that play into it. It isn't just one thing. It's never just one thing. Mm-hmm. But it, I, I think of all the things Steve said, you know, something stuck with me was the Biden administration should have predicted this, that they they that it was a lack of foresight and imagination, for lack of better terms, that a Biden election victory would send a message barring any proclamation, barring any executive order, barring any press conference that the United States would be more welcoming to immigrants than it was under a Trump administration. Like they should have known that just writ large. Yeah, maybe and just prepared in some way, shape yeah. or form. But yeah. you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, yeah. I'm just saying maybe just what they didn't anticipate was all the children. Like to me, that's yeah. even surprising. And what do you? And, 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 and again, because they weren't prepared, definitely weren't aren't prepared for fourteen thousand children. And I, I admit, uh, you know, if, if somebody comes to the border and hands a border patrol agent a three year old, I am not comfortable telling that three year old sending them back across right. the bridge. Yeah. I'm just, I'm not. No, no, I yeah, understand it. Yeah. Families, I, I the older people, the adults, single, sort of a, yeah. a decent, uh, you want to call it a Christian nation in some way, shape, or form. We have some sort of responsibility, but yeah, we're un- ill prepared. I think. Right. For the volume, oh, that, yeah. that goes without saying. How street smart are you? You know, maybe I need totally. some tips. You know, I'm, I'm not. You know, the mean streets of Streeterville, as oh, I'm yeah. learning out. Yeah. Learning, yeah. you need to learn some mean. stuff. There are some other uh, streets that I've been wandering down. You know, as I as I wander around Chicago, just walk around. I'm like, well, this 
This escalated quickly. Yeah. This is a little yeah. sketchy. Oh yep. my goodness! Is that Ross building is... on? Is that building literally on fire? As I'm walking by it. Oh ah. my god! So uh, tips for being street smart. All right, you guys are going to help me. Okay, it's coming up. Now. And a good morning to you. There's DJ Cheese and Judy. I'm Bruce Miranda on the other side of the double pane bulletproof glass. Nick Gale holding down all the news and information. So, uh, some of you have grown up on the mean streets here. Uh, some areas of Chicago, not as nice <laughs> as others. Might be a, a pleasant way of putting it. Or maybe you come from, from some other places. Let me, let me give you a tip. Uh, be like careful a everywhere. Freaking Detroit, uh, you know, yeah. where. Every street corner is a, a potential crime scene. But um, people out there, it was interesting because I saw I saw this article where a guy was was sharing his tips for being street smart, and other people started chiming in with some pretty clever things, things that you may not have thought of, and it got me thinking: Am I street smart enough for the mean streets of Streeterville? I'd like to think I'm pretty street smart. Again, I lived in and understood a little bit, you know, in the world of the hip hop. Yeah. I've I've been in some some rough situations. I've been in some rough areas. I've been around some rough people. Yeah, the, I would argue there is a sixth sense, and uh, some of my cop friends have credited me that m- a lot of cops have that like tingly, their spidey senses go off, like something's not right around here. I get I get a little bit of that. Yeah, I'm pretty good at that. I'm like, hmm, there's a weird vibe. This, yeah, something's something, about to go down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like I pick up on things like that. But some of these tips, I thought, were absolutely brilliant, Judy. Do you have any street smart tips for our wonderful listeners out there to stay safe? Okay. Here's how I used to stay safe when I was growing up in Ready. in Chicago. I would walk down the alley instead of down the street. I know it sounds weird. Yeah, that sounds counterintuitive. But walking down the street sometimes, especially in the evening, night, okay, dark, um, you know, you might encounter some gang members or some... They don't near, hang out now. Some near do wells. Not no. They no. Okay. I had the alley to myself. The rats and I. <laughs> I w- and the alleys were very well lit. Okay. Whereas sometimes maybe um you know a street light may have been on. Right. Yeah. So I found walking- alleys over streets. Yes. Is Judy. That's uh that's the tip I can give you. Cheese. Um. Yours. Please tell me yours is don't walk down alleys. Please tell me. <laughs> please tell me that. Stay away from alleys. No. Alleys. I are have always of iniquity. Like. I rarely carry a wallet, but if I do carry a wallet, I don't have any money in it. I put my money. Well, that's in- not technically a wallet, is it? I'm kidding. I, I think, and your IDs are probably <laughs> worth more than your money. So well, yeah, but I mean, I put money in my I front carry pocket. Mine in my front pocket. Yeah, I put wallet. my wallet in my front pocket. Yeah, but still, if they're going to say, "Give me your wallet," like I yeah, don't put I, my that's money like in my a pickpocket thing, though. Ah, okay, yeah. Put front pockets a little harder. I'm. Uh, there's pickpockets out there right now going, on to you, buddy. Yeah. But uh, for some reason, I think front pocket's easier. Yeah. Yeah, I grew up in Lake Tahoe, where there's not really much going on. Yeah. I'm not really, like, crazy street smart. Here's some interesting ones. So let's say you're walking. You're walking down the sidewalk or the alley. Yeah. And you notice a car kind of slowly creeping behind you, right? Kind of pacing you. What do you do? I thought this was interesting. Turn and walk towards the car. Turn and go by it. Why? It's hard for them to turn around and follow you, especially <laughs> right. on a one-way street. <laughs> yeah, so don't if you walk, just start run. running, if you drive faster, you. yeah. Right. They can speed up. They're in a car. 
turn and go the other direction, they can't turn around quickly. And, and, and if you're in an alley, forget it. They can't turn around at all. At all. Really. Yeah. I thought that was. Yeah. I thought that was pretty clever. I hadn't. I hadn't thought about yeah, that. Most people would just start running. So, as the civil libertarian around here, okay. Let me give you guys uh, a few hints. And again, the, some of my lawyer friends will uh, will do it. Um, first off, never answer any questions without the presence of an attorney. I, I want a lawyer. I want a lawyer. I want a lawyer. <laughs> yeah. That's the answer. Uh, I, I would tell you this. If, if you are engaged with a police officer, uh, you, can, you can ask, it's, am I being detained? Officer, am I being detained? I just want to ask you some questions. Officer, am I being detained? No, you're not being detained. Thank you very much. You Goodbye. Can walk, you can walk away. Okay. You're not under obligation unless they have some sort of probable cause. They want to detain you. Am I under arrest? Am I, am I being held here? If I'm not being held, I'm leaving. But being held, that's a different. Okay, that's a different legal standard. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Are you wanted in any states? Not, to, not, not to your knowledge. <laughs> not as far as you know. The other thing is, um, a lot of people on their phone have biometrics, like the new phones. It's your face, right? You can like hold up your mm-hmm, face, yeah. or your thumbprint. Did you know? Police can compel you. They can hold your phone to your face or press your thumb on your phone to unlock your phone, and then they can go through your phone. They cannot compel you to type your code in. Hmm. Ah. Right. Or tell them your code. Yeah, you are not obligated. I don't remember my code, officer. Again, where are you wanted? I don't remember my code. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Kevin. Kevin, how do you? what is one of your street smart tips for uh, uh one of my great Kev Deepaw Brady street tips is this. I usually take two wallets because uh, I'm broke. But anyway, I have a Bears wallet because I live in Chicago, and I have those fake credit cards they send you in the mail saying you can get an offer. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I put those in there, and I usually put like five bucks in there. And I've been, I've been mugged. Well, not mugged, but, you know, somebody took my money once. Yeah. Hang on here. And uh, I put in there, man, in the theatrics, I would have gotten an Emmy Award. Which is so much oh, fun. my gosh. Oh, it, was, it was fake it credit was cards. Favorite wallet, you know? yeah, it was so, your fake wallet. Great morning, Default Bradley out. All right. Outstanding. Don't take my Bears wallet, Not my, It's my favorite wallet. It has all my credit cards. That's <laughs> fake credit cards in it. That's a that great wallet. Okay. Fake wallet. I, I guess I don't walk out of the house going, so I'm going to get mugged. And when I get mugged, I'm going to give them my fake wallet. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I, don't, I don't go that far, I guess. But you know what I do do every single day when I get in my car? I always check the back seat. Really? Always. Doesn't everyone? No. No. Hmm. Even in my garage, I check the back seat. Check the back seat. (laughs) Just in case. I think I heard some urban legends and I just, uh, yeah. There you go. Some of our tips for being street smart on the mean streets Mm -hmm. of Chicago. Uh, Speaking of the mean streets, vaccine eligibility is opening up. Nick Gale has the latest on that. Still confusing, Bruce. Uh, COVID-19 vaccine. Yeah, shocker. I know. Uh, this is uh, going to affect Cook County, parts of Illinois. It is not going to affect Chicago. Chicago is in their own little thing. But starting today in Cook County, people in Group 1B plus are now eligible for vaccines. It's Bruce, Judy, and Cheese. And uh, Miami is on and popping. As the kids say, yeah. they don't say that anymore. Joining us right now, ABC News correspondent Aaron Katursky. Aaron, um, I, I, I didn't realize kind of what a big deal this was. Install. I started looking into it. Uh, we are just short of all hell breaking loose in Miami. Is that a fair way to put what's been going on at spring break oh, yeah. there? It, it's 
it's really something. Um, there, there's a bigger crowd than than even usual, and and a lot of that may have to do with pent up demand or a thought that you know people just want to get out and 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 free themselves after you know a year of of lockdown. But that uh, there hasn't been a, a spring break crowd quite like this, and and certainly one that has brought you know crime and damage and violence to the streets of South Beach. Wow. So you say, um, Aaron, this is a bigger crowd than normal. Well, I, it, it, it's certainly a different crowd than normal. Uh, you know, you don't often hear about, you know, extreme exchanges of rubber bullets and, 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 you know, the police deploying all these kinds of crowd control methods be, because... Yeah, uh, for a bunch of people in bikinis and bathing suits. Yeah, and, and no masks, uh, which oh. you know, Florida has a rather lax approach anyway. And I think a lot of people may have uh, sought to, you know, take advantage of that. And, and they've just inundated Miami Beach, uh, the 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 police said that they didn't quite prepare, maybe, uh, and so they've hastily imposed curfews and restrictions and closures of the causeways to, to get over from Miami proper, and, and they're hoping that that will help thin out the crowd. I feel like in the past we've seen pictures of the actual beach. Bruce was saying people in bikinis are on the beach partying. This was more at night, you know, because maybe everything's open. Night like clubs, nightclubs, or, restaurants, etc. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Yeah, the, the, those things that aren't open elsewhere in in the world, um, they're <laughs> open in you know in, in Miami, and so they um, and and they've just been overrun. And a lot of business owners who, of course, need the you know need the, the clientele are are actually applauding the curfew because they, they say it's just gotten to be too much, and the. Um, uh, so they're hoping that all of these new restrictions, which are in place now through April 12th, um, most of them to, to take effect Saturday, uh, rather Thursday through Sunday. So you get that kind of chunk of the weekend. Um, you know, they're they're hoping that that will will help tame things a little bit. We're talking to ABC News's Aaron Katursky on uh, Miami Miami Beach spring break partying out of control. Is this a is this a bit of a, a tale of careful what you wish for? It, it strikes me that. Florida in general, maybe Miami Beach more specifically, was encouraging people. Hey, we are open for business. Like, did the message get out too much and just well, too damn well, many that, people showed up? That may be part of it. Um, you know, and, and, and other parts, one city official said may well be people just like, I'm, I'm, I'm going out. I'm going outside and I'm going to, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm doing this. Right. And, and, and so I think that maybe a combination of the two, that pent up demand and also that, 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 messaging of of we are open for for business and and in many neighboring states where where a lot of these partiers came from um that that is not the case um and and you know certainly not a place like you know miami beach is where you want to be and and we know that um, every weekend of late there's been a steady increase in the number of passengers the tsa is screening a lot of those flights are headed down to florida uh, it, it's it's where you want to be this time of year to to, to, to warm up a bit uh, if you come from a, a colder place and and I think all that has just led to um, where we are now, uh, which is too many people in the streets and and too much. Just it's just all too much. And Aaron, now what is the concern, if any, for COVID? I know a lot of these. Mm-hmm. Party goers weren't wearing masks. Well, yeah, that's a, that's the thing. You know, Florida has had a rather lax approach to all of this, and um, certainly not enough of the population is vaccinated. So um, you've got this. You know, there's no distancing. Clearly, um, masks are few and far between, and so there is the concern about spreading the virus. 
in addition to all the, the, the crowd control concerns. So it's a fairly combustible mix. Aaron, thank you for your time today. We appreciate it. That's ABC News' Aaron Katursky uh, talking about Miami Beach to the point that they've had to uh, uh, put curfews in, that there have been. I mean, it when looks, you see the video, it it's, looks like riots. It, it, it does look like riots. Tear gas People are and walking on cars. And, yeah. yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? Like for, for spring break. But I, I, and I think, you know, Aaron mentioned it there. Um, we've talked about it before. I don't know what we're, there must be a terminology. Is it COVID fatigue? Right. Pent up. Pent up energy. Like. That people, I, I use the term, just over it. Just over it. And, and, and if you told them, you're all going to go out and get sick and be bedridden for a month. They're like, yep, yeah, no problem going out anyway. <laughs> but, 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 yeah. So, but, but I, I just I, don't think they care anymore. And what's funny though is after a year of what should have been everyone sheltering in place, you think people would start out a little bit slower. You do? This just <laughs> went full blown. Well, I, I don't mean, think so. I think they're I going out raging. Would, yep. Are you kidding me? I don't think I could really drink the way I drank a year ago. You know what I'm saying? I would go mm. out and I'd have to start a little bit slower. I wouldn't just vomit it all out when i get out there I, you know we are we are talking about teenagers yeah, and young adults true. here yeah, by I the guess way maybe yeah. that that old age and experience hasn't hasn't got onto them yet and I they're, guess. they're not pacing themselves might be a nice way to put it in miami <laughs> beach there's nobody on the long range plan yeah, even no. if you go to florida which is much more lax and you're say coming from illinois which is much stricter there again i'm thinking okay you should have a little bit more sense in terms of what you're doing out there but again who you're think, talking about that okay you right? know what it's been a long time I since I've been the, a teenager. The, the sight of like this you know armored police tank going down ocean drive anybody knows miami area yeah. going down ocean drive with tear gas wafting I go, what the hell am i watching yeah, like yeah. i was literally looking at this going yeah i'd be like is this the Myanmar Myanmar protest is yeah, that what i'm watching yeah. i'm sorry where are we what, what what third world country are they having a riot in now miami beach oh yeah, miami. okay well there you have it good on you guys so yeah uh, i i think this scene i hope it doesn't sadly is going to play out oh i was just gonna say i hope it doesn't play out mm, elsewhere I, wh- why wouldn't it yeah i just think there's a lot of people out there well how about this throw this in uh did i see a tsa they said again highest numbers of people flying people are getting out spring break summer vacation get the back i think some people got the vaccine i got it right well that i could see yeah and and everything else be damned do do you know they're just gonna go out and do it they're gonna go and live life and they've been cooped up for far too long they're sitting on stimulus money and they're gonna go spend. Yeah, they got a go. pocket yeah. full of cash. Another full of cash. Another popular spot has always been Panama City Beach lately. So you wonder. Well, you wonder if other areas are now going to take note, and you know if the Panama City Beach is going to say, "Uh oh, look what's happening in Miami. Let's prepare." Well, a is it bit. like a balloon? Like when I say, if you guys squeeze one in, it kind of blows up somewhere else. If if Miami Beach is going to cut down, are you going to see like Fort Lauderdale spring up or Daytona? Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like, are they going to just kind of squeeze and go somewhere else, and you'll see the crowds pop up? there where they think they have more leeway and they can again not wear their mask go out to nightclubs till three in the morning whatever it might yeah. be and that they just want to go out and do things like well that. and florida has yeah they've you know if you're watching you you know that you can do a lot more in florida than you can do elsewhere so yeah, yeah there's no there's no there COVID. is that there's no covid in, in florida no, got, doesn't exist yeah they, stops move, right they move past it yeah. right at the border just stops <laughs> ocean water apparently cleanses yes. it well, it's right? the air it's the human it's air it's the air yeah. Speaking of the stimuli, 
your stimmy check, right? How is it affecting folks? And what are people doing with the moolah? We'll talk about maybe you know, the, the do's and don'ts or kind of what they're going to do anyway. It's coming up next on 890 WLS. Thank you for making us a uh, part of your morning routine. You know, kind of people tend to get up around the same time. They, you know, take a shower at the same time, make coffee at the same time, get in the car maybe at the same time. And yeah. hopefully we're kind of part of that somewhere along the way. So thank you. Appreciate it. Get caught up on things going on in the world around you. Hopefully have a little fun along the way. One of the things that is fun for a lot of folks was that extra 1400 bucks magically showing up mm-hmm. in their bank account, right? Yeah. The smile on my face. So what are people doing with the money? Now, if you listen to a lot of the experts out there, uh, and I'm not a financial expert. No one should ever take financial advice from me. But I'm only slightly better than cheese. I'm not, I'm not the guy that invested my life savings in the XFL. Don't get me wrong. Of the people on the show, real quick, Judy, of, of the three people in studio right now, show of hands, who put their life savings into the XFL? Yeah, only cheese has this. Yeah. Hand up. Football That's what I and wrestling. Come on! How could it go wrong? Right? Your life savings? Anyway. I'm a saver. <laughs> I don't take that kind I'm the of opposite. Risk. Let me just tell you, if you do have, uh, I would say this nicely, if you do have credit card debt, you're paying through the nose for it mm-hmm. and pay that off. Absolutely. I'm just saying. And if you pay it off, that doesn't mean you immediately go out and put another 1400 bucks on it. Like, I'm just saying, credit card debt, es no bueno. Um, yeah. So that's right off the bat. But if this is found money for you, we're finding that a lot of people are saying, you know what? Maybe I'll do dabble in the stock market a bit. I heard about all these people making money on GameStop. Yeah. How hard could it be? Right? Give me Robin mm-hmm. Hood and... Make a million. I would only tell you this, and I have I, I have a um, a friend that's a fiduciary, financial advisor. I have another buddy that worked in finance, has done very very well for himself. They would both tell you, "Oh dear God, <laughs> what are you doing?" Yeah, the 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 fat cats are sitting there drooling at the idea of you wandering in, into the stock market. Hey, I'm just here to make some money. What what I've been doing? Especially your stimulus check. It's supposed to be for something you need. Don't just hand it over. Here's the thing. I think that a lot of people see the stock market these days like Vegas. Yeah. That, that for a certain generation, you know, let's, let's say for, for a younger generation, day trading on stocks, going on a Reddit, a subreddit and picking a stock to push and trying to play that game and short selling and margin calls and, okay is fundamentally for them no different than playing craps or splitting tens against a six playing blackjack. You know what I'm saying? Like It's no different. It's yeah. the same thing. I would tell you the odds are slightly better in Vegas yeah. <laughs> is the reality. Your odds are actually a little bit better in Vegas than they are, quote, striking it rich with a stimulus check. Now, you're going to do whatever the hell you want with it, and I get it. I just think that there is a reality to the stock market that if you're in it for the long term, I, I think everybody out there would tell you it's a good thing. Right. You should be saving, have That's like a 401k, about, you, know, yeah. uh, you know, start putting money away for retirement, whatever it might be. That Yes, your money will grow over time. It will compound. It's a good thing. Mm-hmm. 
if you are rolling dice every day using the Robin Hood app, yeah, you might, you might as well just go down to the casino and play roulette with your stimulus. Well, it's, it's funny because people they they tend to remember the one person who made money, not the forty million others who lost the money, well, but that right, one the, person made so stories, much money. Right? Right. I made ten million dollars on GameStop. Yeah, you know why some can't people I do it? bought GameStop stock at four hundred. They now own it at twenty eight dollars. You know, right. so like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. somebody paid. You know, when yeah. you hear those numbers, don't, somebody don't bought at part. the top. Somebody bought at the top. Mm-hmm. Plus, I think this younger generation gambling is just more in their life, and I don't know if it's because gambling's more accessible. Yeah. You know, we didn't have gambling. So. I think well, online like, gambling yeah. or having it on your phone. Exactly, and app, they're you know, like that. they like to gamble, and that this is all part of it. The stock market to them is like you said, like Vegas. It's not for us, for my generation, and I even think that you know other generations behind me. It was for saving. It's you know your four hundred one k. You don't you don't play the stock market. You put your money in, and someone else invests it very wisely and safely. Well, that's no, the interesting that's not, thing. So it, it, it's like a philosophical discussion. It's interesting you bring that up. Investor, uh, Charles Schwab, yeah. Merrill Lynch, you know, th- these big companies you hear about. By law, they have a fiduciary responsibility to make sure you're not throwing your money away. Right. I don't know how many of them actually exercise that fiduciary yeah. responsibility. Because if they get their cut on your trade... If you want to buy GameStop stop, uh, st- Game stop stock at 400 bucks, no problem. We got our cut. You're a moron, we think, you know, but I mean, we're not going to stop you. You, you see what they I'm saying? They might say, that's a little risky, but do you still want to go with it? I didn't uh, think they're going to say that. I yeah. didn't think they're going to say that. They're you're doing just, it online. At, you're, they, they are yeah, going they to stop to anyone. you you're from right. wasting your money. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, there's no one that's going to, in the olden days, like you talked about, you might have that financial advisor or that stockbroker or that person who said, I would really caution against this. You know there were times, and again, I have a friend that used to work for one of these big companies, where they wouldn't take the trade. They'd say, no, we're, we we can't. We won't do that. We really? just think, We think that is is... It's, yeah. it's so far away. It's not smart. We don't want to be a party to it. If you want to go throw your money away, you need to go to a different brokerage. I don't think that happens yeah, anymore. Right? I just oh. don't. I don't think they're saying no to anything. And now you've got this stimulus money hitting, and people think, well, I could, if I buy fourteen hundred dollars of GameStop stock, uh, it, it it could be worth twenty million dollars by well, next and week. No, it won't. Yeah. No, it won't. <laughs> and I'm just telling you. That's the other thing. These young people have fourteen hundred dollars that they normally wouldn't have. You know, it's, it's they found have found money, money and. They tend to throw away their so money, I think, the more stories. than we do. We're going to hear the stories down the road. I'm calling, of, my, I'm calling my son right of now. people who invested <laughs> that $1,400 wisely, and you're going to hear the stories of what they, how they took their stimulus money and started a company. Yeah. Or took their stimulus. You know, right. we're going to hear those mm-hmm. stories, and those are going to be the few stories, and we're going to hear about everybody else that took their $1,400 stimulus check and got a really nice pair of shoes. Yeah. You know, we're gonna we're gonna hear the we're gonna hear the <laughs> divergent stories out there. I think it'd be a, a a fair way to put it. But we're hearing a lot of people investing in the stock market, thinking again like modern day gambling, mm. like like playing poker online yep. and just doing it with stocks. And I would just say there aren't a lot of people that make money gambling that literally can make money as a, 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 and and there's a reason yeah. behind that. By the way, that there's a reason. <laughs> yeah, and just be smart about it. 
We're going to talk about human trafficking next. We have an expert to help us understand a little bit. It, it ties into what's going on at our southern border as well. We'll have that conversation coming up next on 890 WLS. Bruce, Judy, and Cheese with you this morning. And do you consider yourself kind of street smart, street wise, maybe another terminology? I do. You do as well. But I mean, I, I grew up in Chicago, so you're either yeah. street smart, savvy, or you might be dead. Okay. All right. <laughs> not to not to put too fine a point on it. <laughs> I don't think I am. I mean, I'm, I'm, like you said, I've got my head on a swivel. I'm always watching out. Mm-hmm. I'm not that stupid. But I do do a lot of stupid things. I'm walking down the street with my phone. Staring at it on my phone, walking down the street. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. So I don't know if I'm. I think we all. I think we all have moments. We probably have moments when we're aware and moments when we're not. Yeah. I got to tell you, in something that I, we talk about street smarts, and we have some tips of things that you could do to maybe make yourself a not a victim or make yourself safer. But there's like some overreaching like mindset. A lot of my cop friends, this, this is a mindset that cops start to do. Don't assume the best. Assume the worst. It works perfectly with my motto in life, aim low, you can't fall off the floor. Right? But I use this as an example. How many times have you heard, like, like there's a news story about a shooting? I thought it was fireworks. I thought it was a car backfiring. Right? You hear people oh, say yeah, that. All the time. And I learned later that they mm-hmm. were shooting. Yeah. Cops assume it's shooting. <laughs> no, they and then assume they learn it's, it's a gunfire, and then it turned out to be a car backfire. Don't assume the best, assume the worst, and react appropriately. That gives you more time, if you will, if you are at least prepared for something bad, as opposed to, well, that completely surprised me, that guy was actually shooting at people. Yeah. Assume the worst, work backwards. It's easy for me. I assume the worst all the time. Mm. <laughs> I, you know, day. I you want I want to be positive, but still, what, be... but you're bang, and you're like, mm, must be a, a yeah. firecracker. No, I'm positive, but when it's it comes, to, yeah, I'm setting off firecrackers. <laughs> they are shooting at you, Judy. Yes. When it comes to safety, <laughs> I definitely am more pessimist. I am definitely that person. Who, really, I watch the car if a car turns around in my neighborhood, and they're chasing the joint. Are you, I, I always, you, I do. Are you peeking out? The, are you on that neighborhood app? What's that? What's that Neighborhood app? watch. Neighborhood watch. Are you on that type of suspicious car? No. I'm like, no, no, yeah, no. that's the mailman. Okay. Exactly. He's just the mail. I know. It okay. usually is something. <laughs> Quit. Okay. But I watch. I don't care. Yeah. I actually, I, I was, I made a wrong turn and I had to turn around somebody's driveway and I was just happy knowing that I showed up on that neighborhood watch thing probably, you know, 10 times. Suspicious car. Yeah. In my driveway. No, I just turn around, yeah. you blithering idiots. <laughs> Um, I think this is, this is interesting that the people were sharing some of their street smart tips. Have a code word. If you're with your friends, that's a good one. Actually, I got to have a code word with your spouse, your friends, your relatives, your code word is whatever your code word is. It means Something's up. Yeah. yeah. Danger. I need help. Something's you know, going on. Peapods. Yeah. In case they call while you're getting attacked in your home or. Have a code word, which mm-hmm. is interesting. But even if you're out and about somewhere, you know, you're standing in the Tarjay and you're like, something's weird. Something's about to go down. Yeah. What's papaya. Just scream papaya. <laughs> <laughs> because everyone will know Please. your code word. 
<laughs> I like this one. Have a script for unsafe rides. I also use that for when I get stood up. So you're uh, okay. So this works right? for Uber, Lyft, taxis, or bad dates. Or bad dates. Where you. <laughs> or no dates. Have a script. And the, what they're saying is you pick up your phone and you have a scripted conversation with yourself. It goes kind of like with the safe word, right? When right. you're you don't like something going on, yeah. And pretend you're talking on the phone to somebody and you you're kind of giving enough descriptions that if you're feeling unsafe that potentially the driver in this thing goes, "Yeah, they're on to me." Right. They just mm. gave a complete description of the car, <laughs> you know, my my way, you know, I'm not getting away with this. Yeah. So Goodwin would be like, yeah, I'm in this. Oh, you're right up uh, up the next block. Oh, great. Yeah, I'm right in this car coming up. Yeah, yeah. The, see the Uber driver? Yeah, okay, I'm going to get out here. Hey, I'm going to get out here, guy. I, my friend's right here in the right. looking at me out the window. Yeah. Look, so I just came up with that because that's, that's how I That's good. You have, 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 the, have uh -huh. the script like that. Now, and if you get um, stood up, you could also have a script because you just got there and now you realize your date's not showing up and you have to leave. And everyone just saw you walk in so you can just get up and say, oh, my gosh, what hospital? All right, I'll be right there. Does this happen a lot, Judy? No. But it didn't happen, it didn't happen one oh time. Oh, my God. That's what hilarious. And actually, it's funny. I, I, I didn't pay for my I, drink. I, I got to go. I think I used the place. I think oh I was God. at the yard house, and I said, oh, yard stick. Because I thought I was just funny. And I was laughing with my friend on the phone. I didn't care. I was like, oh, it's yard stick. Yeah, okay, I'm on my way. And I'm sure people were like, yard stick, what's that? It's the place down there. Down the street. Yard some yard. some things I don't miss, apparently. That's good. <laughs> That's solid. I hadn't thought about that. Thank you. I think ahead, I do think ahead, yeah. Be smart. I got to tell you, one thing is, you know, they, t they do talk about a little bit. You know, try to blend in. Yeah. Don't look like a tourist, you know, that yeah, type of thing. One. I've always thought this. And, 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 and I've, I've heard about, wait. So, like, you know, I walk the mean streets of Streeterville at four in the morning. And I do encounter people from time to time. I'm not the type that looks away. Or pretends they're not there. Now, I don't stare at them, but I make contact. I make eye contact. I'm not, you know, hey. Best thing you can do. I'm not, I'm not, listen, if there's going to be a fight, know that I'm going to fight back. Like, yeah. like, like, you know, we're, we're, I, I recognize you. I see you. Make, don't do the look the other way or appear meek or, 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 you know, cross the street. No, no, I got you. Yeah. And if you're going to you fight. say anything? I give a head nod a lot. Like homeless okay. people, I see. I give them a head nod. Because like, I would so. do like a morning, like morning. Yeah, I'm, you know. I'm, 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 yeah. I acknowledge them for yeah. lack yeah. of better terms. Yeah, and you should. And also, if you are going to get into a fight, make sure your um, coat's unzipped so that if they grab your coat, you can just slip out of it. Really? And all I this one I thought was really good. It should be all elbows and forearms. Those elbows are the strong, and forearms. Or elbows and forearms. Those are the strongest <laughs> parts. Yeah. Don't think you're going to land a punch and unless forearms. you're a boxer. It's going to be the name of my band. Elbows <laughs> and forearms. That's what you yes. need. Put your hands together. Oh, and if, you, if, you're, and yeah, and if you're able while you're being attacked, try to Facebook Live it. I don't think I'm that It's ridiculous. I've been looking yeah. for the button. I'm like, which one yeah. is live? Hold on right? a second. Is anyone going to watch? not on. Hold on. I have memorized. I'm not ready for this fight yet. Put oh. my wallet back. Let me get him to This is better. Memorize the 911 on your phone. Don't actually dial it because they will call you back. But know where it is so that if you ever have to. Because you don't have to open your phone for that, you know. It can be locked and you can dial 911. What exactly is happening at our southern border? The crisis, if you will. An immigration expert joins us next. What can be done? We're talking about it on 890 WLS. 
All right. Hey, uh, we've heard about a lot of this uh, talk about what is going on at our southern border. It's brought immigration kind of back into the forefront. Earlier on the show, we had a uh, we had a chance to speak to uh, Steve Roberts from ABC News, and uh, Steve made uh, I thought was a pretty decent, interesting point, if you will, um, that you know there are some there are some facts, um, and we have to acknowledge what the facts are. Referring to people coming across the southern border is illegal is not a fact. We actually have an asylum process here in the United States, as many countries do, where people can legally apply for asylum. Uh, Many of these people, not all, many of these people are going through the asylum process. They have they so they are they're giving it's some sort of temporary status. A provisional status, if you will. Like but within so not, many days, they right, have to have but a But they hearing. are not illegal. There is a legal U.S. law, <laughs> immigration law, that exists for legal immigration in some way, shape, or form. Okay? And asylum is one of the things. Now, you have to go before a judge. You have to prove... I'm going to yeah, miss it. It's not Your very life is easy. in danger. Right. You know, there, there, there's all these different things. So there, are, there, are, there is a, a standard that you have to meet, without a doubt. And will all of them meet the standard? No. And will some of them be sent back? Yes. Yeah, they, yes. Yeah, we're here. They're sending them back today. I mean, there right. are people being sent back every day. Right. One of the things, though, is what do you do with the children? What do you do with unaccompanied minors who are presented at our southern border to an immigration official, basically dropped off on the doorstep. What do you do? Because we are currently kind of at a situation where we're being overrun in some cases, Judy. 14,000 of those children have are now here in the U.S. and they're trying to house them because, and I said this earlier, and you know, the Biden administration should be criticized for not, for the very least, not anticipating that there would be a little bit more of an immigration problem when, you know, Biden was uh, sworn into office. However, I don't know that anyone could have anticipated 14,000 children. It's just kind of crazy. Yeah. Unaccompanied by adults. No adults. They're just children who now, some somehow people may be made... trying to game the system. And I just, yeah, you know, I, 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 will, igno- I will acknowledge that there is a variety of cases and, and, and some of them are extremely unique. I will, I will acknowledge all of that. I still don't know what it is you're supposed to do with a three-year-old. A three-month-old. There the, are at babies. The, in Laredo, Texas, at, yeah. at an immigration checkpoint. I, 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 and, and I do think there is a, a certain responsibility that we should we have I, I i will acknowledge i think that there is a certain and i do think we're a, a large enough nation and a rich enough to, i i i think we can meet a, a certain amount of obligations but there's a limit to that generosity there has to be well we when can't, we can't be the um what do i want to say the uh um the orphanage for the world's children right. we if we can't even put them up at the border I mean, going on what you just said, now we, you know, we don't even have beds for them at the border, but now we have to find 
families, hopefully, to take care of them. We have to give them an education, you know. Alfredo Lozano is uh, an immigration expert. Uh, Alfredo, good morning to you. Good morning. Thank you for uh, inviting me. Are you uh, an attorney as well? I am. Uh, I'm an immigration attorney here in San Antonio, Texas. Okay, so uh, needless to say, what's going on at our southern border, you are well aware, and especially being down in Texas, you would get it. I'm trying to kind of break through some of the myths and understand more of it. Why a sudden surge now? Um, I don't know. Okay. Um, it's been re- it, it's been reported that the surge um, started happening in June of last year. Um, it, it was happening June of last year, but obviously um, it wasn't reported in the news. And number two, um, it, they knew that they would not be allowed into the U.S., but the surge was there. It was at the border. But they were just so coming. I, I they were coming up, and they were staying in Mexico. They weren't being able to come in the United States. Yeah, they were being they were being told you cannot come into the United States. Exactly. Got it. But so are you saying they didn't turn around and go home? They just kind of stayed until the Biden administration came in and then they started coming up to you know the gate as it were? I don't know. Uh that's one of the things that's not been very clear and it's not it hasn't been very transparent. Um I know in June um, that there was uh, a lot of people at the border. They had already arrived. Um, I, I like, I, I'd like to address one of your Please. comments you just previously made. Please. Um, I think one of the things, one of the myths is, are they coming here all by themselves? Okay. I think there was a recent uh, study or questionnaire. It, this is about the unaccompanied the, minors, right? That we're talking about? Yes. Okay. Yes, unaccompanied minors. The question is, who are they going to be put up with? Right. I, we're, we're assuming that 60 to 80% of these minors, they already have uh, family members, specifically parents already living in the U.S. Really? Okay. Yes, that's what I understand. Okay. Um, they started asking that. So it's not that they're going to be in, in, in shelters for children. You know, they've already got a designation to go to. Um, they've already got some place to stay at. It may be at an uncle's. It may be at a father's house, mother's house, brother's house, sister's house. But they do have somewhere that they they, how, they do have a destination. How difficult is it to match up a unaccompanied minor with a family member in the United States? I'm thinking there's probably at some point there's an age barrier. Even can you describe or explain? Um, when these children do arrive at the border, I. A lot of them already know, or the the family members that are in the U.S., they know that they're coming up. Okay. Okay. Um, they do already know that they're coming up. Prior to, well, even including this last administration, um, there was a system where there would be, they would be matched up. It was called uh, uh, Special Immigrant Juvenile Status. Uh, I'm sorry, that's the law. But there was a system. Um, the previous administration kind of unwound or undid that um, process and procedure that we had set up. Um, and, you know, this is, unfortunately, this is not something new. I think the better question is, what do we need to do to fix this? Agreed. Um, what do we need to do? So I don't have construction employers. I don't have 
president of companies asking me, hey, uh, what, do I, what do I do? I keep advertising for these jobs. Nobody's, uh, no Americans are applying for it, but I've got a bunch of people that do want to apply for it, and I can't give them the job because they don't have a good Social Security number. So, mm. you know, I mean, the labor workforce 2019, 2018, I had constantly companies coming up to me and saying, hey, what do we do? I need more workers. So, I mean, it'll come back again. Yes, 2020 was an odd year, but I think, you know, if you've been listening to the news 20 in these last uh, uh, 30 days, the economy, they assume the economy is going to be booming at the end of this year. So we're going to need more labor. Um, you know, I, I, there's so many opportunities here for everybody, and hopefully that's what everybody's looking at. Yeah. Well, we, we appreciate your insight into it, and we know that you're probably going to be pretty darn busy here as an immigration attorney coming up. Alfredo Lozano, thank you very much for for your time. Listen, I, I, I you know, I, as someone, again, who, who grew up down along the border, uh, who's been around there, who's yeah. seen it, uh, who knows people that are not legal uh, in this country, um, I wish we had more of a system to let workers come in. Yeah, people who want to work here, but know who they are, not come in illegally, come in legally. The the process of getting that green card, a worker's visa, is very difficult. It's it is um, um, uh, very limited, and I think if we expanded that, we'd have a better. We, at least we know who they are. Right. Like, that's my uh, argument. Especially who the people they? who are already here. Get get legislation to yeah. let them unquote, be right legal. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, we'll see. There's apparently some pathways. The citizenship will find find out about it uh vaccine eligibility is expanding is it expanding because the old and the at risk just aren't signing up anymore we'll talk about the supply and demand push when it comes to vaccines coming up next on 890 wls and a good morning to you a happy monday with bruce judy cheese infant producer miranda over there nick gill so uh, Judy, I know that there's some numbers out there, statistics, if you will. Uh, let's start with that on kind of vaccines. Where are we with the vaccine, at least in Illinois? So five, about 5 million people have been vaccinated, at least one vaccination. First of possibly First of two of doses. Possibly two, or possibly both. Um, that's about 14% of the population. We yesterday gave out um, 75,000 shots at the United Center, but they had 90. They could have given out 90. So that's a little bit strange. That's a, uh, at the United Center alone? Yeah. No. They were doing 7,000 a day. Oh, right, right. They? Seven. I'm sorry. You're right. In the state. Oh. In the state, we had yeah. 75,000. We gave out 90,000. Yeah. Like, 75,000 people. At the United people. Center, though, they did have some apparently openings for. Well, that, it's interesting you say that. Where. Just a couple of weeks ago, it was you couldn't get an appointment. You can't get an appointment. No. You have to you have to uh, loiter uh, around <laughs> a, a yeah. Walgreens and hope that someone doesn't show up for their appointment and they've got an extra needle sitting on the counter. You're like, oh, oh, me. <laughs> yeah, that right? wasn't happening. Yeah. That that you had to do it. But now, the story that we're getting is there are more doses than people signing up for doses. Well, the people who, who are eligible. Yeah, so a lot of people who maybe aren't eligible may be going in. And by the way, they did um, add four more zip codes to the United Center, 606-244451 and 53. Also, more essential workers. Uh, the, 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 the categories. The categories, yeah. We are included in this one. 
media, government workers, and higher education staff uh, are now eligible. Um, Cook County will release new COVID vaccine appointments on Friday for all Illinois residents qualified in Phase 1B+. plus. I, I, I can't even go through all these, so huh. just know what your what category is. is. there a 1B+. Plus? Ah, it's a 1B+. Plus. We King. have 1A, 1B. Yeah. Why King. do we just have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7? Why do we have Seriously? I know. I know. How about just saying who's, who's eligible? King County, Everybody. Aurora, um, Schaumburg, yeah. a lot. I mean, there are a lot of new vaccination Everybody is sites open. So, yeah. I mean, you got to go online. You got to see if you're eligible in and where. Because let me tell you, when I say Illinois, I don't mean Chicago. That doesn't mean because Chicago's doing its own guidelines. So, depending on where you live, how old you are, if you have a pre-existing condition, I mean, you need to do a little bit of work by going online and looking because it's all different. And by the way, as you heard John Howell um, say earlier before we started this segment, if you smoke cigarettes, you're eligible. But if you smoke pot, you are not eligible. How do they know the difference? Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, How does anybody know the difference in any of this? Just when they ask Lung you. check. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> what do you do? I don't know. You smell like nicotine or weed. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. What do you got in your pocket? I smoke both. You oh know what I mean? What are you going to tell them? Well, like, eligible. Under- eligible. I, I, now, you don't even have to smoke now, but if you have smoked in the past, you're eligible. But this is all based on the honor system. Yes. Yeah. Right? It's all based on the honor system. Right. When you go in and they ask you for your zip code. And that's on the honor system. Well, because you're you're asking a, in some cases, uh, the United Center is being run by FEMA. But in in some cases, you're 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 asking a, a pharmacist or yeah. I don't know the assistant mm-hmm. pharmacist. I don't I don't I I apologize. I don't know the hierarchy inside Walgreens and CVS. Like I, you know, I don't know the org chart. Yeah. Um, but you're asking them to verify Qualify, your verify, your, yeah. uh, uh, your your zip code. No, uh, they don't. I didn't give my zip code. I all, but I did have to just no. I didn't give anything. I gave my license, and they didn't ask. And I gave them my um, a little bit of a health history, mm-hmm. and they didn't ask. I wrote it down. I mean, they, no questions. It's Where, pretty much no questions. They're but, asking for your zip code at the United Center because yeah. it's FEMA because, and because it's the, and they have remember we've talked about this. They have categorized who's the most. Um, concerning population. So there are certain zip codes only that can get the shot right now. The issue appears to be that amongst the vulnerable population, we'll use that terminology, over 65 or frontline healthcare workers or whatever. And I don't, I don't know if this is too broad a statement. Those that want it have signed up and gotten it. Yes. Thirty-nine percent of those over sixty-five, I believe. So, what percentage of those over sixty-five just don't want the shot, or won't go and get it? Right, because I, I, I mean, I if they if they have openings at the United Center, if right. they literally have slots just the commu- set aside for those people, and they aren't showing up, what do you do? And we've talked yeah. about some of the shortcomings they have in trying to get the appointments, but the community outreach to me at this point, from doing these stories every single day has been great. And yes. so I don't know that there are any elderly people or, you know, essential workers or first responders that don't understand that they can get the vaccine. Right. They're just choosing not to. And if they are choosing not to, the state of Illinois and the city of Chicago just needs to move on. Well, I think, but that's what you're seeing now. And that's I just need seeing. to say, we'll go on to the next. Mm-hmm. Okay? Next, one 
B plus. Here's my here's my visual. <laughs> here's my visual. It's like airline airline boarding. They, they board by groups. Yeah. Have you seen that? Oh yeah. Group one. I right? hate and that. When, and when and when there's no more people, group two. You know, like <laughs> like they're not going. Wait a minute. There's still three group oneers out there. No, we called group one. When we get it, group two. Yep. When they get to the group three, and we just need to keep going. And when the line gets short, you call the next group. Get in line. And it's on you. You listen for your group to be right. called. Do you you know what I'm saying? And if you're not on top of it, you're not on top of it. It's and, not important. And people yet. are choosing not to get the vaccine. Right. That's their right. If they don't want the vaccine, fine. Get but out of the way. They, other people do. And I think that's what we're seeing. Everything's yeah. really moving quicker now. So we we touched on this one uh, A, one B, one C. Nick, what is one B plus? Ah, good question. That includes anybody <laughs> 16 and older <laughs> with certain health conditions. And this also is including, well, I guess today things are opening up to members of uh, the media, government workers, higher education staff, all eligible beginning today for COVID-19 vaccines at some 900 locations. That includes at Walgreens, CVS, Jewel, Osco. And a good morning to you. A happy Monday. Bruce, Judy, and Cheese with you. Oh, mm. I've got I've got to play on Cheese, if you will. Uh, We've got a, a segment of the show that we do every single day that's called. And Cheese will be a theme for this. Not our very own DJ boop. Cheese, but the Cheese itself, because joining us right now, that's a little plucky upstart. You know, little, little, little place out there. Maybe you've heard of it. <laughs> Joining us right now, the owner of Lou Malnati's is Mark Malnati. Mark, good morning to you. How are you, Bruce? I am excellent. You. So uh, you may or may not know, I'm relatively new to the area, but I come from Arizona where, guess what? We got Lou Malnati's in Phoenix, too. Yes, we do. Outstanding. So I was very familiar with the outstanding, outstanding restaurant that you had. So I'm I'm excited to have you on as well. But you are an iconic Chicago institution. People, when they start talking about Chicago restaurants, your name comes up pretty darn fast. That must make you feel real proud as a family. Well, that's quite an introduction. And yes, it does. You know, it's some, it's really something I think to, to be able to stay open for 50 years in this business. Yeah. And, yeah, it's, it's quite a feat. Yeah. There aren't too many restaurants that are able to do that. I didn't want to blow past that. We are celebrating 50 years of Lou Malnati's Pizzeria. Congratulations on a on a 50th anniversary. I have been Thank eating you. Lou's my whole life. So, I, you know, 10 years or so. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> way back when. I go way. I'm not going to admit to 50 years, but pretty close. Yeah. But yeah, the thing about... We see, we see your name pop up two or three times a week. There you yeah. go. There you go. <laughs> I've got a lot of gift cards. I don't know. i got to <laughs> use them. Well, the thing about Lou's, Mark, is it's just always so consistently good, right? You just never go to Lou's and say, oh, you know, it's always so good. Well, we work really hard at that. And, you know, I, I think the beauty of, of deep dish pizza is that it's sort of an affordable luxury. And, you know, while, while you can feed your family with it, you, you have high expectations and you expect it to be something fantastic. But what is it with loose that makes it so yeah, much what, better? What, what, yeah, what, why do you think you What's the you secret guys, recipe? Yeah, what is, what well, is why special? Do you think? <laughs> why do you think? Well, I will special? tell you this. When mm-hmm. I get your pizza and I get, what is it like called? 
uh, flash frozen or so it's already it's made. If you follow the directions, absolutely. When you get home, it tastes like you are at the restaurant. Identical. You can't tell. The Ident- it's unbelievably good. Wow, thank you. You know, I think there's something, if I can chime in again, Mark Malnati, the owner at Lou Malnati's, I think one of the things is, I can't speak for Chicago, but let me speak for outside of Chicago. Especially when you started opening up in Arizona, it was unique, different, different style. We we just didn't have that, you know, uh, the deep dish. We didn't have that kind of real Chicago influence. And and you've kind of taken to exporting something uniquely Chicago uh, to where I, you know, you could order frozen ones and have them sent around the country. I mean, I I think you've you've touched on something there. But yeah, getting back to tell me, tell me why you think it it has been such a staple of Chicago for so long. Yeah, I I think just because it's it's something that a family or a group of friends can sit down to and enjoy together. It's hearty, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's meat and potatoes kind of, it's the, you know, city of the big shoulders. It's, you know, it's a, it's a, it's that hearty meal. And, you know, and then the crust is to die for, right? It is. I'm going to give you that. Yeah. You know, the buttery flaky, you know, kind of crunchy, but, but still, you know, melt in your mouth. Um, you know that it all starts with that, and then you know we 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 work hard to to make sure we we add the best ingredients, of course, and uh, the product was homemade right in the store that you buy it from, and and we have a group of people that that uh, you know have committed themselves to excellence and and to committing themselves to Milnati's too. I mean, we have so many people that have been with us for twenty and thirty and forty years that um, you know. And it's a people business. So if you have the right people and and, and they want to produce something, they're proud of what they're doing. Um, you know, it kind of it kind of lends itself to this sort of product. Mark, how many how many restaurants do you do you guys have here? We have I don't know. I'm not not enough. <laughs> we cover Chicago pretty yeah, well. We're pretty... still working on Arizona and Milwaukee, hashtag bunch. Yeah, but, but yeah, you got a ton of them around the city. Yeah. We do. We have probably, you know, 50 stores in Chicago. How, how difficult has the last year been for you as a business owner, uh, as, as someone who tried, uh, you know, had, had to navigate your way through whatever the heck this last year has looked like? What, did it, what was it like for, for Lou Malnati's Pizzeria? Yeah, well, it was topsy-turvy, right? You know, the, the beauty of Malnati's is we sell through a couple different channels. So, you know, our carry on delivery, we're, you know, we're already well versed in, in those areas, whereas most restaurants aren't. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we were able to kind of, you know, we had that going. We introduced curbside service right away. And, you know, uh, our business increased in that area. Obviously, restaurants were closed and that, you know, that that didn't help anybody. The dining rooms being closed, you know, was, a, you know, was a big short for for us. But, the, you know, the, another thing that was positive were, were that the, the Chicagoans who went to other cities to, to live during COVID and the, and the people from other cities who always make a trip to Chicago, they still needed their fix. And yeah. so we were shipping them through our Tastes of Chicago website. We were shipping pizzas all over the country, and that business increased dramatically. Oh, wow. So, you know, so it, we were blessed during the, <laughs> during the whole COVID. It was topsy-turvy, but we came out of it. Well, I mean, when you have a good thing, you have a good thing. You know what I mean? I was trying to say this earlier. 
I, this pizza tastes the same as when I was younger. It's You haven't changed anything. And sometimes I think, you know, places, they change. They make tweak things. But to me, Lou Malnati's has been a staple. It's still a staple. I can't get enough of it. Uh, I love that, Judy. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> hey, Mark, we sincerely appreciate you spending some time with us today. We wish you the absolute continued best and continued success. And... Thank you for the for the pizza. That came yeah, today. I'm immediate right. now. Not gonna, the not buttery gonna, crust. We don't want to leave that out. Oh we God. sincerely thank you for our, our pizza fix this morning. And uh, uh, thanks so much for spending time with us today. All right. Thanks for having us. Thanks, Happy Mark. My mouth is full. But Happy thank you. 50th anniversary yeah, to yeah. Lou Malnati's Pizzeria and Mark Malnati, the, uh, the owner, joining us this morning. Uh, uh, you know, I mean, how can you get more foodie than that? You mm-hmm. know, really with Lou's. Yeah, you guys, like, when I came to Chicago, I'd be like, have you had Lou Malnati's? I know, it's one of the first things we asked. Yeah. There was one down was the really street from yeah. I was so disappointed when you said that, because I like, was, like, yeah. ready to do the whole Lou Malnati's pitch. We, we, we go right down Well, you the know what? It's still Chicago. You might have it in Phoenix, but I'm sure ours. the water is different or something. But no, it oh, yeah. tastes awesome. No, don't get me wrong. And a lot of other things on the menu, not just pizza, right? Mm, of course. Mm-hmm. So thanks a lot to uh, Mark Malnati, the owner. The Malnati organization of Lou mm. Malnati's Pizzeria. Mm, mm, and outstanding mm. having them on. And again, thanks for pizza in the morning. Spring Breakers. Um, gone wild. <laughs> and not in a good way, yeah, might I point out. Yeah. Not, unfortunately, it's not going to be a good DVD set. What's going on down at <laughs> Miami <laughs> Beach? We're going to dig into that story. Coming up next on 890 WLS. Um, Miami. Uh, specifically Miami Beach area. Have you ever visited down there? You know, a little South Beach, if you will. Ocean Drive. Um, getting a little raucous might be the way to put it. <laughs> That's the nice way to put it. Is that an understatement? Yeah. Like, I didn't, I, I heard stories like, okay, there's a lot of people and whatever, not wearing masks. And I'm like, whatever, you yeah. know. And then I, like, saw some of the, I saw some of the pictures and the video of it and I go, Okay, this looks like a full-blown riot. <laughs> yeah, they're dancing on cars, damaging several cars in one neighborhood. Yeah. Breaking into businesses, restaurants. So now there are there's a curfew, 8 o'clock curfew. On spring break. During spring break. <laughs> the sun is still up. In my, the sun is yeah. still up. Oh, my gosh, right? you're right. So the curfew isn't going well. Uh, according according to the, the, the local popo, while... The issues and the ones you've seen were kind of on the main thoroughfares. Ocean Drive's kind of the big one that runs along, and mm-hmm. a lot of the hotels are on yeah, there and everything. Street, runs yeah. right along the beach, you know. It's their version of Lakefront. <laughs> Lake Shore, Lake Drive. Me. You know, yeah. it's kind of their right there, iconic yeah. one, A1A. And um, they said that everyone's just kind of moved onto the side streets. They go, okay, the cops cleared off the main drag. No problemo. We're just going to go two <laughs> yeah, blocks let's over. Let's head into the neighborhoods now. Exactly. Oh, and, my gosh. and that they said what, what was a large crowd kind of concentrated became dozens, if not more, smaller crowds. It just kind of went in every direction. They continued the party. They just went somewhere else. Now, it didn't solve the problem. Yeah. It's interesting to note, though, that Miami is saying this is not the typical spring break crowd. Police are saying it's not college students, but adults looking to let loose in one of the few states fully open during the pandemic. Interesting. It is interesting because I was I was under the impression and thinking when I think spring break, I think high school college kids. Yeah, right. That's what I think. You're saying 
Police That's what down they're there are saying. saying. Yeah, it's not. It's, it's <laughs> older people, just adults, and not older spring people. breakers. Yeah. You know, <laughs> twenty-year-olds. They're, they're, yeah. you know, they're like we're used to the sixteen, seventeen, eighteen-year-olds. <laughs> yeah. I can just see that right now. <laughs> old people out there but on the ocean. If you look at the videos, they it's oh, they looked it's terrible. It's just a shame. It's no, like, police what are you were people using doing? Come on. riot spray and rubber yeah. bullets. I mean, no, it's it's full-on riot gear. But it gets into this this. I don't know how to control it. There is a a pent up energy. Oh yeah, uh, demand for people to get out and do something, anything. And I think the idea, even where if people it means like, dancing on a car, even if it means dancing on a car as police fire pepper <laughs> spray. Right you, yeah. They're like, hey, at least Woo! I was outside. Yeah, yeah, right? At least yeah. I was hanging out. You know, at least I was mingling. You know, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, that, I think for some people, they're perfectly OK with that. Yeah, I think you're right. Which... I, I went down to the riot in Miami. Yeah, no problem. Let's get over. Let's hurry up and get over to it. We might as well. Well, I, that's another thing. Yeah. When people start seeing this, they kind of rush in, don't they? They, I, oh, let me go there for spring break. It looks fun. It remains to be seen uh, how it will move forward again. They're trying to get it. They're trying to clamp down on it, you know, and 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 curfew. Eight o'clock. Eight o'clock. Come on. In Miami. Yeah. During spring break. Well, and then are they going to go to the beach now instead? Because that could be bad, too. Because this is there on Ocean Drive, which isn't really the beach. Literally Which right is there. in my head where I see, you know, in previous years when they do um, spring breakers, I'm always envisioning them on the beach in their bikinis yeah. and they're all drunk. They're and doing they're... that during the day. Okay. Oh, oh concern right. yourself oh, okay. not. <laughs> they're doing that during the day. Yeah. And then okay. at night they're going out here. This works, oh, wait, okay? here, I'm looking at it right now. Oh, my gosh. Let me explain to you how it works. You're on the beach all day, right? Drinking. Possibly there's some adult beverages involved. Mm-hmm. Okay. As a guy who doesn't drink, I've witnessed it. Okay. Then there's like a break time. Uh, you're four or five o'clock-ish. You go, you got to have a little bit of a lie down. A siesta, Yeah. Mm-hmm. dare I say, maybe yeah. down there in, in well, South Well, you need beach. your second breath. You got to hydrate. Mm-hmm. You, you got to change your outfit, if you will, and then you head back out for the nightlife. Gotcha. All right? It's the nightlife part. See, I part. usually head right to my bedroom and go to yeah. sleep. It's the that. nightlife part, I think, that's gotten them all yeah. a, a little bit in trouble as they've been out. Uh, uh, the spring breakers, if you will, getting ready to tear Miami apart. The popo will be at it again, no doubt, this week yeah. and this weekend, and we'll keep an eye on that. Might be one of the reasons why you think we're going to hell in a handbasket. Judy says she can restore your faith in humanity. I can. A Portage Park woman is providing essentials to neighbors with her treasure box program. Now, she's been doing this since the pandemic started. A year later, her her good deed has grown and is offering a delivery service. Uh, Jacqueline Crawford of Portage Park says she is just happy to know that she's able to help her neighbor. She started this Portage Park treasure box uh, with the help of a grant from My Block, My Hood, My City and donations from her neighbors. She is now offering delivery services. All neighbors have to do is fill out a sheet found on the Portage Park treasure box Facebook page. She also has this uh, cool little receptacle out in front of her house where she puts these essentials. You know, things like um, shampoo and um, uh, um, essentials. Yeah, essentials. I'm like, I can't even think of an essential besides shampoo. Toothpaste. Feminine toilet hygiene. Paper. Pa- toilet paper, paper yeah, yeah. towels. Yeah, that was a big thing she said when she went to the stores early in the pandemic and saw all the toilet paper gone. Mm, she yeah. was like, oh, not in my neighborhood. And she went and got some. <laughs> and so everyone, come if you need. That's wonderful. 
People are kind, and kindness matters. There are a lot of kind people out there, and there is a lot of people. You know, one of the things is, is whether it was their stimulus check or some of the extra money the government's been handing out, if they don't need it, they're looking for charitable ways they can go and help other people. This would be a wonderful one if you have some extra cash you want to get rid of. Find a a way to do something good for your fellow man. Or extra essential. She will also accept those. Hmm. I always steal everything from the hotel, you know. Right, you, you know give what? That, give that's, that to, uh, that's a thing. Shelters. That's a thing. People do that. I still know. Give it to wonderful. Yeah, why not? You paid for it. <laughs> I'm taking every bar of soap that's not nailed down. <laughs> I'm taking it all. All right, they better just deal with it. All well, the right? high end hotels, I should keep that stuff. But uh, Judy and I, we thank you guys not only for spending some time with us today, but playing along, having some fun, and also we thank MG over there in Mission Control, pressing all the buttons. Our infant producer Miranda on the other side of the double pane bulletproof glass. DJ Cheese on the ones and twos, exactly. and Nick Gale done an awesome job all morning, keeping us up to date, up to speed on everything we need to know. He continues to do that, sticking around to deliver the news, traffic, weather information that you need. Get your day started off right. It's coming up next on 890 WLS.